receptive to receive your word on tonight. And God, I thank you that we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise through this word on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to briefly go over what um, I went over last time that we were together. And I went on over um, the spirit of opposition. And I believe all of us in here has had some oppositions in our lives through some of the things that we're doing unto the Lord. So the definition is to act against, to resist, either by physical means, by arguments or other means. Opposition, to act against, to resist, either by physical means, by arguments or other means. I went over in the book of Daniel when Daniel was um, praying unto the Lord because it was a warfare going on. And Daniel had understanding of um, what was um, said in the prophecy, but it was a warfare going on. And we know through Daniel praying and through him seeking the Lord, we know that Gabriel came back and he gave him an answer and he let him know about the warfare that was going on. So that was a spirit of opposition. When we're doing something for for the Lord, we can expect opposition. We can expect persecution. We can expect hate. We can expect these things. But while these things are going on is things that we should do, which Daniel did, which was pray. He went to the Lord um, because he needed an answer from the Lord dealing with this warfare. And the Lord did send an answer to Daniel. But the reason why it took so long, because there was a war going on. So if you got opposition in your life and you know you're doing what God is telling you to do and you got people coming up against you and you got people, you know, putting your name out there, whatever the case may be, know that there's a spirit of opposition and what we need to do, we need to start getting into prayer, seeking the Lord while he can be found. The more we seek him and the more we get direction from him, it will help us to get through whatever's coming against us. So we went over that with Daniel. But I want to go back to Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, the fourth chapter. And we're going to start there again because it's showing here um, the things that Nehemiah did when he was faced with opposition. We know in Nehemiah 4, verses 1 through verse 6, it's talking about how they were building the wall and how his enemies was coming up against him because of that wall being built. And what the enemy was doing, he was speaking things against Nehemiah and them, belittling them, making them feel like they couldn't do what God had called them to do. Just like I said, I believe all of us have been belittled, even by ones that's close to us. When we starting to do something that God has called us to do, you know, you get people telling you, you know, this won't work because you're doing it or, you know, saying things opposite to what God is telling you to do. This is what his enemies were doing. This is a plan of the enemy. He know that everything that God does is going to bring life. It's going to bring light and no darkness. So what he has to do is to make us feel like that what we're doing is not what God wants us to do. And this is exactly what he did. It says in verse 1, But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we build the wall, 
he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. Look at the enemy. When he saw that wall was coming up, that wall, once that wall would come up, the enemy couldn't come in. So you know the enemy is mad. So this is why we have to guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. When you guard your heart, when you guard in the word of God that you're putting in your heart, it is putting up a wall. It's putting up some protection in your mind where the enemy want to go. So the enemy, he was very mad because of that wall going up. How many know that when you seriously get into the word, I mean seriously get in the word, when you make up your mind that you're going to put the word before you put anything else, seem like everything break loose in your house, seem like it break loose on your job, seem like everything is just happening all of a sudden. It is because the enemy is mad. Or you may say, you know what, I'm going to go in my secret place with God and I'm going to spend some time with God. Upon going in that secret place, if you're married, it might be a dispute between the husband and the wife before you even enter that secret place. Or if you're by yourself, it might be somebody calling you, trying to tell you something that somebody said about you. Why? Because the enemy is mad. Because he knows that when you spend time with God, change is going to come. So he don't want you to spend that time. He don't want you to build those walls. And it said, and he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria, Samaria and said, what do these feeble Jews, look at him calling them feeble, weak, would they fortify themselves? See, he making them feel like, okay, you're not going to be able to do this. He said, will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in their day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? See, what the enemy wanted, he wanted them to take their focus off of what God said. So he's going to make things look worse than what they are. This is why we got this um, seek things that are above, keep our minds set on things that are above and not things that are on this earth because we're going to see disasters on this earth. We're going to see calamity. We're going to see all of these things. But if we focus on what God is saying, then these things won't be bothering us and they won't be, they'll try to oppose us, but we're going to stay focused. And then it said, now Tobiah, the Ammonite was by him. Now it wasn't enough for the first one to start talking. Here go another one was by him and he said even that which they build if a fox go up he shall even break down those stone walls here and then this is what nehemiah did even though the enemy was coming at him hard nehemiah began to say oh our god for we are despised and turn and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them prey Give them for a prey in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sins be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So we build the wall and all the wall was joined together to half thereof for the people had a mind to work. Look how Nehemiah did not focus on what was said. He went to God in prayer. They came together and they had a mind to work. How did they have a mind to work? Because they were united. They came together in prayer. Nehemiah's that leader. He began to seek God. He didn't begin to look at what was said. The problem that some of us have is we look at what people say. We pay attention to what they say, and that's what we begin to talk about. Well, maybe we won't be able to do this. Maybe, you know, we don't have the money. The enemy does not want us to move forward 
in the things of God. Now, even after Nehemiah spoke that word unto them, we're going to go to Nehemiah verse 7. I'm reading out the expanded. It says, but Samballot, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people from Ashdod were very angry when they heard that the repairs to Jerusalem wall was continuing and that the holes, the gaps, the breaches in the wall were being closed. Oh, the enemy is mad. See, when you close in those areas in your life that the enemy is having access to, he's going to be furious. He's going to be very mad. So they all made plans to come to Jerusalem and fight and stir up trouble, cause confusion, a disturbance. But listen at verse 9. But we prayed to our God and appointed guards to watch for against them day and night. The people of Judah said, the workers are getting tired. The strength of the laborers is failing. There is so much trash, debris, rubble, we cannot rebuild the wall. So look at how Nehemiah prayed, verse 9. The people of Judah began to say something, just like the enemy was saying. And they said, and our enemy said, the Jews won't know or see anything until we come among them and kill them and stop the work. Then the Jewish people who lived near our enemies came and told, warned us repeatedly, ten times, everywhere you turn, from every direction, the enemy will attack us. Even though Nehemiah prayed, they still came back sort of with a negative report, the people that was around Nehemiah. But if you read on, this is what Nehemiah did. He set a watch. And this is where I'm going tonight, dealing with prayer. Um, I want to talk about prayer a little bit more um, before I go into something else because prayer does change things. And understand that prayer is going to stir up the enemy. When you begin to open up your heart, when you begin to seriously cry out to the Lord, the enemy is going to come at you like never before. Why? Because when you pray the word of God, when you pray according to his will, guess what? The heavens begin to open up and that's when the warfare began to start. So let's look at prayer. I want to talk about, go back to Luke 18, 1. It says, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always to pray and not to faint. That means we should always pray and not give up. This was this woman who kept going to um, the judge, you know, concerning land or whatever it was, and she wouldn't give up. And that judge said, I'm going to go ahead and grant her her request because she keep coming to me and she keep coming to me. So in prayer, we don't give up. Even though things look like they're opposing us, we don't give up. We keep going to God, not going to him feeling as if we're not getting anything from God, but going to God and say, God, I know what your word said. God, I know what you told me to do, but I know this warfare is coming. And then you, you know, speaking the word of God over that warfare, you are continually in prayer. You're before the Lord. But even though we're in, the, in prayer and before the Lord, it's something we must do. Matthew 26, 41. Matthew 26, 41. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He said, all of you must keep awake, give strict attention, be cautious and active and watch and pray that you may not come into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. When Jesus was telling them to watch and pray, what he meant was, he said, I want you to watch 
Because by watching whatever the enemy is trying to bring in to tempt you with is not going to stop you from coming to me in prayer. Do you know that you can pray all day long, or at least you think you're praying, but if you're letting a sin come in and try to mix that sin with prayer, it's taking you out of the place you need to be with God to hear him. That's why Jesus said, he said, I want you to keep awake. That means we got to be alert at all times, you know, because the enemy is going to send stuff our way to take our attention from God, from seeking him, from hearing him. So he's going to put things in our way. And he said, I want you to keep awake. I want you to give strict attention, be cautious and active. Watch and pray that you may not come into temptation. He knows how cunning the enemy is. He said, I want you to watch and know that the enemy, he's going to try to put something in your way to stop you from coming to me in prayer. This is a proven in Genesis 4, 7. Y'all remember Cain, Cain and Abel. Do you remember when Cain was very upset because his offering was not accepted, but his brother Abel's was? God plainly told Cain, he said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. It desire is for you, but you must master it. God is letting him know sin is right there at the door. It's crouching at the door. It's waiting. There's a temptation. He said, but you can master it. God already told him what to do in Genesis 4, 7. That's watching. We have to always be able to watch you know, before we even go into prayer, you want to be alert. You want to be active of what's going on around you because you can be hanging with the wrong person. You can get caught up in gossip. You can get caught up in a lot of things. And now you say, I'm going into prayer with God, but you got all this garbage before you. So this is why Hebrews 12, 1, let's go there. Hebrews 12, 1 say, says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of people whose lives tell us what faith means, let us run the race that is before us and never give up with endurance. It said perseverance. We should, we should let us remove from our lives, get rid of, cast aside anything that would get in the way, impedes, hinders us, and the sin that so easily holds us back and tangles, clings to us. So it's our job in this watching and paying attention. We have to say, what is it that's before me that I'm not even aware of? that's going to entangle me, that's going to entrap me, that's going to stop me from going into prayer with God to do what I need to do, to do what God wants me to do. So you got to ask yourself, what have I gotten myself into? Or if it's lying at the door, ask the Holy Spirit, what's before me that's keeping me from entering that place with God that I need to be in with him? Sometimes we can go into prayer very frustrated. We can go into prayer very angry and we have to ask the Holy Spirit, what is this thing, this underlying lying, lying condition that's stopping me from getting to the place I need to be with God in prayer? Because I want to go higher. I want to go from glory to glory to glory. And sometimes it feel like you you stagnated, like you can't hear God. And it could be that you're overly anxious. It could be that there's a fear there. It could be that there's a worry there. And that's why, go with me, the first Peter. 
5, chapter 5, verse 6 through 8. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 8 says, Be humble, therefore, under God's powerful hand, so he will lift you up, exalt you, when the right time come in due time. The first thing is, we got to be humble. We can't put ourselves on a pedestal. We got to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. Give all your worries to him. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares about you. So when we come to him in a humbling state, then we can give him our worries and our concerns. But if we come all lifted up, like, I got this. I got this. I don't need nobody help. That's not coming to him in a humble state. But if we humble ourselves before him, then we can give him what we're carrying. And say, God, I'm casting all this before you. I'm committing my way unto you, trusting also in you, and you shall bring it to pass. That's coming to him in a humble way. Because you're not making it about you. You're making it about him and what he wants. And it says in verse 8, control, discipline yourselves, and be careful, alert. The devil, your enemy, goes around, prowls like a roaring lion, looking for someone to eat, to devour. How does he do this? Because when we exalt ourselves, when we think we know more than God, when we're holding on to all these worries because we don't think that, you know, God can fix it, the devil's right there crouching at the door. He's waiting. He wants you to have fear. He wants you to be anxious. He wants you to depend on you and not to depend on God. So these are some of the things that we have to watch for. God, am I being anxious? God, am I worrying? God, have I exalted myself thinking that I can work this out and not rolling it over to you? God, am I really committing my way unto you, trusting also in you, knowing that you will bring it to pass? God, am I doing that? By asking God and the Holy Spirit these things, guess what you're doing? You're humbling yourself because you're recognizing, God, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be all about you. So what sin am I holding? What sin am I entangled in? God, what am I holding that's keeping me from entering into your presence? And sometimes, you know, we will be able to know what that sin is. We already know because some of us go into prayer, prayer worried. If you're going into prayer worrying, why are you going into prayer? We should go into prayer free, carefree, and say, God, I'm casting everything on you. What can I do about it? God, there's nothing I can do, but I'm coming to you to find out what you would have for me to do. Because I know it's nothing I can do, but I know you done done everything, so I'm dependent upon you. So this is why we have to watch as well as pray. When you go back to the book of Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, what did he do? He set a watch. He had some of them watching, some of them was praying. They were armed. They were ready for battle. We have to always be ready for battle. We have to watch as well as pray. We can't just go dive into prayer. We have to be alert at all times and say, what's trying to come up on me? And it reminds me of Gloria. <laughs> when I said, what's trying to come up on me? I could hear Gloria say, don't, don't be stepping in me like that. Don't be coming up on me like that. Uh-uh. So see, that's why we have to watch at all times. And even y'all have noticed if we are in a place that we're not familiar with, we always looking around and we're watching our surroundings. I remember we went to a church somewhere in Wilmington. I, I don't even know where I was, but my daddy knew about the area that we was in. And that night, daddy made it his business to come. 
And even though daddy came that night, I believe people's cars got broken into. Our window got scratched trying to get into our car. But guess what? God still did what he needed to do. But it needed to be more watching and praying, didn't it? (laughs) But the only thing I'm saying is we have to watch our surroundings. Even when we go different places, we're always watching. We're always alert. This is how it needs to be with certain things that we have in our lives that we know that should not be in our lives. We need to get rid of it according to the word of God. Sin lies at the door. It crouches at the door and it waits upon us because the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. So we got to be alert at all times. That's what Jesus was telling his disciples. Can't you stay awake for one hour and watch? See the flesh, the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. So that's why we have to be on watch. And this is what Nehemiah was having them to do. He was having them to watch. So God is telling us tonight, we got to watch as well as pray. You have to ask the Holy Spirit, what's holding me? What's keeping me from moving forward in the things of God? What have I entangled myself with? We're going to know what we have entangled ourselves with. Because if people cannot approach you without you getting suspicious, without you throwing up a red flag, without you coming back at them for no reason, come on, you done got entangled with something. So you need to say, Holy Spirit, show me me. Because I shouldn't be acting this way. Why am I getting so angry? Well, where is this anger coming from out of nowhere? It's a root to that. It's something that's laying beneath the surface that's causing you to rear up all the time at your husband, at your children, on your job for no reason at all. So we need to start watching and praying just like Nehemiah was doing. When situations popped up, he went to God about it. He heard what the enemy was saying, but he didn't pay attention to that because he knew what God had already said. So he wanted to get instructions from God. So he didn't focus on what the enemy was doing. So let's don't lose focus. No matter what's going on around you, stay focused on what God told you to do. The enemy does not want us to carry it out. He want to oppose us in a lot of areas, y'all. Anytime you step out to help someone that need help, you're going to get some opposition. Anytime you, you go and forth to ask somebody to help you with something, you're going to get somebody to oppose that. You may get one say, sure, I'll help you. The next one to say, no, I'm not helping this time because I don't know what you're going to do with the money. That's somebody opposing you. And then they're putting that in the other person's ear. So that other person is saying, well, why would they say, I don't know what you're going to do with the money? Well, what are you going to do with the money? Do you see what I'm saying? The enemy used somebody to speak some ill will to turn the other person against what God want to do. But how many know that the person that's standing from God, they're doing all the stand. They're speaking the word of God. They're going forth, believing in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. It's not about me. It's all about him. So, God, I thank you that you got me surrounded. You got me protected. And I'm going to go forth in everything that you have called me to do. So we need to take more time out in prayer. Not only getting in prayer, but watching and praying and asking God, what's in me that's keeping me from getting before you? Because the more you get before God, God is going to show you what's around you. He's going to forewarn you. He's going to let you know what to do and how to do it. So let's watch as well as pray. Amen. 
So I'm just going to stop right there tonight because we're going to add some more to it. And y'all, I do believe that God is bringing this back and he's bringing it back because sometimes we think that we have gotten over things, but actually God will bring things right back in the midst of you to let you know you haven't gotten over it. You just buried it. You just faking it to make it. It's time to really, truly get rid of it because God wants us to love one another. And the only way we can do that is to get rid of these things, these sins that's entangling us, that's causing us to hate our brother and sister without a cause. That's why when we got odd against each other or whoever, we go to that person. We clear that up. We don't let that lie there because if we do, guess what? He's going to pour something else on top of that, and it's going to get bigger and bigger, and it's not going to be what you think it was. So we have to go to one another and say, can I ask you a question? Did I offend you? What I said, did it make you feel a certain way? If so, I'm so sorry. That was not my intention. If the Holy Spirit is unctioning you to do that, do that then. Do not go home and pray about it. <laughs> And just sit up there and say, well, Lord, just mend their broken heart, God. Bind up all their wounds, God. I forgive them even though they have hurt me. They may not know they have hurt you. They may have not known that they had hit a wound that you hadn't got healed with. So quit going into prayer the wrong way. You got to do what God's words say. You got to go to your brother. You got to go to your sister and say, did I offend you? Did I say, the Holy Spirit will let you know. If you talk to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will say, go to Sister Deborah and ask her what you said. Did it offend her? Now, if I go to Sister Deborah and I asked her that and Sister Deborah say, no, 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 Apostle. And then the Holy Spirit said, no, she ain't telling the truth. So then I wait and I go back and I say, Miss Deborah, really? Now, God is telling me I offended you, so let's talk about it. Sister Deborah said, well, Apostle, I, I was kind of offended. I was going to let it go. I was just going to go home and pray about it. See, this is what people do. You cannot let things go. You have to go in love. You have to humble yourself and say, God, I want to do what's right. Because the Holy Spirit is not going to tell you to go to them if there wasn't something that was wrong, right? Or the Holy Spirit may correct you. And the person is saying, no, 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 for real, you didn't offend me. But the Holy Spirit is saying, no, tell them to forgive you. Rephrase that. You close that door. Because later on, that person will begin to think, well, why did they ask me that? But you already taken care of it. So this is why we have to watch as well as pray. The Holy Spirit will reveal what's going on around you. He'll reveal what's going on in you as well. So let's ask the Lord to search us to see if there's anything that's in us that would keep us from going to the Lord the way we need to go to him in prayer and trust in him with everything that we're doing for him. Amen. To anyone in here so far from what I have went over, want to go over how this has helped you so far. Come on, Regina. Yeah. Praise the Lord, everybody. <clears throat> well, I like and I have really enjoyed and taken notes on the, uh, the underlying conditioning. And then with the teaching tonight, and I'm still confused because, I, I mean, 
it seems like I can go to work and have the best day in the world. And when I come home and get with somebody, they just know how to push that button. I don't know where the button is. If I need prayer, Lord, I'm trying to, and I'm not even asking, I'm just talking to y'all. I ain't talking to him yet. (laughs) But I set my clock and I pray intentionally three times a day, okay? 7.30, 12, and 8 o'clock. But sometimes when it's time to go to that 8 o'clock prayer at night, I have to be trying to empty myself because I done done some stuff because he done got me up there somewhere. And I don't like that. I don't like how angry I can get with him in 45 seconds. However, seems like me sometimes he just be pulling it. I'm going to do I don't want that. Somewhere in me, I know it's some mess because I I just can't stop getting right back. So I'm here, and I'm here, God, and and I'm putting it out on the porch because I know this is not of you. And I know, God, that I want to go to a higher level. I'm trying. Lord knows I'm trying. In reference to my house with, with God and my husband, we have come a mighty long way since the teachings. And uh, I've learned to stay in my room and watch my TV and don't mess with him when he's looking at what he want to look at. Thank you, Jesus. But I still don't seem to get past um, somebody else. It's just so hard, y'all. I believe God is pulling stuff out of you. Jesus. And he's showing you. <sighs> he want to be glorified through you. Jesus. And it hurts. Flesh hurts. Mm. So as he pulling that flesh out, Najina, you just give God glory and say, God, I thank you for working on me. Now, show me how to walk in love so they will know that I'm showing you and not me. Mm-hmm. So that's dealing with you. And the enemy know who to use to provoke you to but wrath. God, I, I'm going to tell you, Pastor, I just need to just run. I'm going to have to get away from him. I, I got to run. To save me so I can come back. I understand. And the thing is, is when I get in there, out of the way, I'm not sure. Because like you said, we can't go to God angry. We can't go to God certain ways. And then I know that myself. So sometimes I'll be like, I know I need to pray. But Lord, I don't even know what to say. Because I know I'm angry. I know I done said some stuff. I, I don't. I don't empty out to come back to that person. But when I do say my nightly prayer, I'll say stupid stuff like, um, I repent. <laughs> I am so serious. I repent. And I'm, and, but but when you, I feel like when you repent over and over and over, you keep doing the same thing the next day. God will get tired of me. So I just don't know what. We will talk about it. You on the right track. Everybody go through. Everybody go through the same thing over and over again. But the thing is, God know your heart, baby. He know that you don't want those things before you. So the more you continually go to God, 
these things going to pop up. Just like Nehemiah. You see how the enemy kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. I like but you keep going to God and yeah. saying, God, you know I don't want to be this way. God, help me. And he will. And, and eventually he will. And you'll see change. And they'll see change. But you got to set a watch over your mouth. <laughs> you watch. do. You more do. than a watch. <laughs> no, but the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is there to help you, Najina. Even when you can't pray, the Lord hear your moan. He hear your groans. Pray, pray in your heavenly language. And that will build you up in your most holy faith. Don't think none of us in this room have, have anybody been where she is. Some people are still where you are. They may not be saying nothing, but they probably say, Oh, you mm-hmm. bought it out tonight. <laughs> Did you hear that? I hope you heard it. Mm-hmm. We all been there and some of us are still there and we're working on it. That's why we're getting the word. The more you get the word, the more opposition going to come, Najina. And it's going to come from the ones that you love the most. That's where it come from. And that is really true because um, I'm telling you, I study so much. I got notes this, this high. I just, I love to study. I don't just read. Oh, I read the Bible today. Uh-uh. I break that thing down. What did I get out of it? Which verses popped out to me the best? This is what either I want to work with or God, this lesson today, it was, I just talked about how, what lesson was. So, and you don't think I we're going to have opposition? Girl, you need to be praising God and giving him glory that is coming. And you need to be praising God that stuff in you is coming up out so you can deal with it more. That's what you need to be doing. You need to say, thank you, God, for showing me that. Thank you. Even go to the person and say, you know what? Thank you. I'm going to thank you for coming at me that way because it's letting me know where I need to be in the Lord. So forgive me if I offended you. Yes. And if I come to you, what did the Bible say? Forgive them 70 times what? Seven. Seven, seven say, if I come to you that many times, it's okay. And then they tell me that's 77 times seven each day because God renews us mercy right? each day. See? Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm so you getting there just like the rest of us. Come on, y'all. All we all getting there, family. right? Ask my church family. Just continue to keep me in prayer. Call our name. We shall will. Call our name. Mm-hmm. Okay. And call everybody name in here because everybody going through some. Come on, Kathy, help her out. When she was talking about the part about how she didn't want to keep praying about the same thing, what we got to remember, when we pray about a certain thing, next time we go back and just keep thanking him for it. That's right. I believe it's already done. That's right. You hear that, Najina? I say... Well, you saying the part about how you don't want to keep going and praying about the same situation. What we have to remember when we go pray about a situation, the next time is keep thanking him about it and receiving it is already done. Mm-hmm. That's giving him glory. And the part about how getting the stuff out of us, just like when we go through in our body and get sick and we just want to throw up to get it out of us, when we get it out, we feel better afterwards. Same thing you're saying about how the stuff has come out of you, you can feel better when it's come out. Mm-hmm. Help out, Kat. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I get nervous every time I come up here. But um, anyway, um, Holy Spirit, help me. Uh, I, I thank God for the teaching of uh, spirit of opposition. And I wrote opposing the spirit of opposition in my notes. 
because like Apostle said that we always go, every, a lot of people, everybody really, whether people want to admit it or not, goes through this opposition. <laughs> and just like you taught, um, because the enemy doesn't want us to go deeper and higher, so he tried to make us quit while we're praying because it's working. Well, you know, when we're praying and when we're studying the word, and like Apostle said, God knows your heart. He knows our hearts. Um, we have to know who we are in Christ because the devil, he's aware. He's aware where God is taking us. So he's trying to stop it. But if we're, the Bible says God not, will not have us ignorant of Satan's devices. So when we realize what's going on, then we can handle it better. We can keep pressing and don't quit. Like, you know, the word you gave, pray without ceasing. Keep pressing instead of quitting because the devil wants us to quit. Make you say, well, you don't need to pray. You get so mad all the time. And then the devil might use somebody, if it's not your spouse, somebody else close to you and say, um, oh, all that praise, all that word, I don't know what you're doing it for. And then if you're beating yourself up, the devil, you may just quit doing it. So what's the use? But, it's, but you're being, um, it's working. It's working. And um, I remember when I speak the word that um, the word works. It's operative. It's in operation. And um, so I know that I'm always in a spiritual warfare. That's why it is a spiritual warfare. So we have to keep on because the battle is already won. And I always remind myself that it's already won because Jesus won it. His right hand, his holy arm has won the victory. So we're victorious. So to keep pressing. Um, and the enemy tries to bring distractions, especially if you get ready to go out. If you're a person that like to minister to people, when you go out, the enemy will try to send opposition to try to put you in a place so that you won't, you'll feel like you're not even capable of doing that. You don't feel like it. Not that you don't want to. You feel like I don't got angry. I'm not in the mood. I'm just going to go in this store and I'm going to get what I have to get. I'm going to get out because now you don't put yourself, you allow the enemy to put you in a carnal rim. And so um, I, I believe it's just a matter of coming higher, going from faith to faith, faith, glory to glory. Uh, a lot of, you know, just keep going, keep on pressing. Don't quit pressing. Yes, in Christ. Right. And yes, because that's what oh, the sorry. Lord wanted me to tell you. Quit pointing fingers. What I mean is, when you get in that word and you're learning so much, don't come out of there trying to find something. Dealing with those people, just live what you're learning. That's why some of your opposition is coming, because you get tired of seeing what you see, and sometimes we can come forcefully with the person, and that belittles them, and then they don't want to hear what you have to say, because every time you come, you come and beating them on the head mm -hmm. instead of coming in love, speaking truth in love. You love them so much. And you don't want them to miss out on what you're getting. And you're so happy with what you're getting. And you want to be heard by what you're getting. And you want them to join in with you with what you're getting. But they're coming against you. So that's making you more angry because you know you're telling them the truth. But it's the way you come in with the truth. And that's why God said quit pointing them fingers. 
Because as long as you get in the word, your life is going to speak for what you're getting. You don't have to come out and say, boom, 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 boom. Not no more in this house. Boom, 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 boom. Because if you live like you need to live, change will come. Mm -hmm. You making it hard on yourself, Najina. But that's her house. Yeah, I know. See? Yeah. But I did ask her, then she gets oh, handed over everything. Which I had her opinion. I really prayed on her opinion. However, I asked her in love, can I write you a notebook? And she said yes. So I'm going to accumulate everything starting from the beginning, not, not way up here. So she you pray and ask the Lord to open her heart and leave her alone because let me tell you why when you go so far with the person they ain't gonna want to hear you no more even though you're telling the truth you love your grandkids and you love her as well but you have to pray and say Lord open their hearts and only speak when God is telling you to speak because right now she's gone deaf ear because she's thinking, this is my house. You're trying to tell me how to run my house. But it's going to come a day that what you deposit in, she's going to hear. You plant somebody or water, God's going to give the increase. I don't mess with my children. I give them what God tells me to give them, and I leave them alone. Because they're grown, and that's their life they have to live. And we just pray and seek the Lord while he can be found. That's where your burden coming in at. You trying to overwork it, girl. Quit trying to overwork it. Leave them. Leave her alone. Yeah. But guess what? But but hold it though. We all have a choice. That ain't, that ain't, you got to leave that alone too. Because we have a choice between them two trees, didn't we? The tree of life and the tree of death. But God gave us that choice. Everybody have a right. Just like, let's say, somebody take Tylenol, somebody take ibuprofen. They have that right. Somebody go to this doctor, somebody go to that doctor. They have that right. But we don't make them feel condemned. We don't make them feel any kind of way. We just open up our heart and say, Lord, you know what need to be done. If you told her that, you cut that off. She still got to make that choice. Leave that alone there, Jana. You're going to have to, I know you love your, but see, they, that's her children. You have to pray that she make the right choice, the choice that God want her to make. But the more you get in it, 
The thing you don't want her to do is what she's going to do to prove I'm the mother. See? See, we got to leave our children alone, baby. You don't, I don't make no choice for nobody in this church. Whatever people choose to do, that's what I teach the word. And the word is what brings life. But people have a choice. So if I'm doing what God is telling me to do, I can't feel bad, you know, if people not doing what the word says because I gave the word. But they have to make that choice. People have a choice that they have to make. You tell them the truth, they make the choice. It's off of you. What you going to do, tie them up? Can't do it. You got to leave them alone. Let it go. All of us had these problems with our children, have we not? Shoot, the older they get, I want to tie them up and don't let them out the house and make every decision. But it don't work like that no more. They get grown and sometimes we know they're going the wrong way. So the only thing we can do is watch and pray. And say, Lord, shift them back this way. Because, Lord, they're way out there never, never land. And I don't like that land. But we have to just pray. And Is anybody in agreement with that with children? Najana, you'll weigh yourself out. And at the end of the day, baby, they're going to do what they want. Thank you, Kat. You're welcome. I, I thank God for his teaching because... Like, um, she's not the only one. No, you know, she's might not. might be in different ways, but we deal with opposition. I declare. Ooh, all the time. And then the Lord, what you told her, the Holy Spirit said, stop judging. Because sometimes we judge and we don't know that we're judging. Right. And we have issues. Everybody has issues. Mm-hmm. And we all need the same thing. And, you know, they say, like, they tell the truth in love mm-hmm. instead of jumping all over somebody. Because, you know, we got to get the beam of our eye. Plank, I'd rather we get the beam out somebody else's. That's so, right. You know, amen. It's a teaching, Najina, for all of us. It's a lot of people in this room been where you are. And some of us are still there, but we're taking the word and allowing the word to get in us so we can get to that place where we need to be in God. That's all. And it's good. It's so, so good. Do we have any announcements before we dismiss? Renee. And we're going through April the 1st, right? 